Bouncing up Horford. Pull up. Got it! Mid-range. Holiday backing down Conley. Edwards! Yes, sir! He's here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Buckley on the BetQL Network. Courtesy of the calls, go to Valley Sports. Anthony Edwards, 38 points last night as Timberwolves knocked the Celtics from the ranks of the unbeaten. Somewhere the 72 Dolphins popping bottles of champagne as the Celtics go down <laughs> last night. They will not go 82-0 for the undefeated regular season. Just yeah. as an aside, just as an aside, I was like watching like some old, and I know like he's an, he's a legend, obviously, and like not our Odyssey teammate now, but Odyssey legend Mike Francesa. Sometimes sure. I watch like the old like Francesa prank call stuff because it's really funny. And the, like the, when people we used to call and be like, do you think a baseball team could ever go 162 oh, and yeah. 0? Could ever go undefeated? <laughs> and there's one where, and Mike goes like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, you know, like one of the Yankee team that won 110 games, they almost did it. And Mike's like, they have yeah. to win another 50 games. <laughs> but what if they, if they did it, you know, hashtag if they did it. Could a baseball team go? Oh, what do I do you think that Celtics go eighty two and zero? Yeah, oh my god, it's really they got that it's really funny. Yeah. They got that depth. Uh, all right, just two procedural notes in the National Football League. Um, actually, like a pretty important piece of news here, especially if Matthew Stafford's health is going to be compromised as the Rams um uh come off their bye obviously after next week. Uh, they signed Carson Wentz, so. The Rams, Carson Wentz will now be Matthew Stafford's backup quarterback. If Stafford's not ready to go, you would have to think that Wentz would start. Now they have a, uh, Sean McVay will have an extra week to get Wentz acclimated into the system. They have waived Brett Rippon. So great job starting Brett Rippon on Sunday in Lambeau. Like, I bet the Rams, I would have rather had Carson Wentz off the street start that game. It would have been more entertaining, at least, than I would have, I would have lost my bet than it was with Brett Rippon. So Rippon out. Wentz, the new backup quarterback for the Rams. And depending on Matthew Stafford's thumb, like maybe we see Wentz start games this year for the Rams. And certainly, what would you, by the like, was it 50-50 that Wentz starts a game this year, you would say? Like with st- yeah. all of Stafford's like health issues? We're probably yeah, going to see absolutely. him play this year maybe for the more Rams. Than 50-50. Yeah. And uh, uh, you're like a Cooper Cup or a Puka Nakua fantasy owner. You got to be pretty pumped about that, that it's not going to be Dresser Win or Brett Rippon that'll be Wentz starting. I don't know if that means they're going to win games, but at least he wow. can, you know, throw the football. And uh, the Tennessee Titans making it official. I'm really happy that Mike Vrabel did this because it would have been just like a terrible organizational move to go back to Tannehill. Nothing against Ryan Tannehill. Also, Will Levis is clearly, clearly the future. Will Levis named Tennessee starting quarterback. Ryan Tannehill will be the backup. Uh, Tennessee on the road at Tampa this week. Tampa still like a really small home favorite. We'll do that game tomorrow and hashtag it moved. But Ken, back to the NBA and uh, the Anthony Edwards performance from last night. Anything else stand out to you from the Timberwolves and the Celtics? And then we'll do a little NBA most valuable player. Yeah, and I, I, I know in the last time I said, oh, they beat the best team in the league. They beat in Denver and Boston. Like, Derek White didn't play last night. It was on the road. Like, there are reasons why Minnesota obviously could be competitive. But, like, they kind of trucked Denver. And they I watched the play game last night. Like, they played great. I think people are misconstruing what it means if Minnesota's good, though, just to be honest, because Edwards scored the most. So I think what I've seen a lot today is, oh, like Anthony Edwards MVP, like it's cooking, like that's what's going on. And he's a, a pretty long shot price uh, still to, to win the award in a bunch of places. Okay, uh, great. I, th- again, just my opinion. 
Uh, I think he has about a 0% chance to win. And I don't think that's what happens if the Timberwolves are good. The Timberwolves' identity this year very clearly seems to be that they are the best defensive team in the league by far. And that's because, yes, like Edwards is a great player, but Gobert is phenomenal so far. And he's a little older and he can get hurt. And I understand that. And Jaden McDaniels, who missed the first couple of games of the season, is like an all NBA level wing defender. So you take him and Gobert and you put them on the same team and everybody's been in the system for a couple of years. And this thing is legit. Like it's real good. You have and they really guarded Boston last night. It was awesome. Guarded Denver really well too. So like, okay, but if, if they did it, if Minnesota's good, let's say they're the third seed, they win 50 games. What does that mean, like, in terms of just, okay, you could bet their overwin total, you could take a flyer on them as the one seed, although even with Jamal Murray out and even with Phoenix struggling to start the year, feel pretty confident one of those two teams is probably going to be the one at the end of the year still until we get more evidence. So, all right, there isn't really, like, a flyer there to take. And maybe we talk about, like, division and stuff. But, like, to me, there were, like, two bets that really stood out here. So why am I so anti-Edwards MVP? Well, A, I think the team's identity is their defense, and that's what they're really good at. And then B, like, Edwards hasn't contended for the award before, ever. And he's, like, maybe he's making a huge leap this year, and he's going to be really good. His overall metrics so far, like, having a a good season, a great game last night, they're just – we talked about this before, like the, the guys who are dominating the MVP conversation, we'll talk about them in a second. They control so many aspects of the game because of how the offenses run through them. It enables them to accumulate these incredibly ridiculous scores in all of these metrics that they're like sort of player performance evaluation. So like Jokic, Embiid, Giannis before Lillard got there, like these types of players, offense, defense, ball handling, passing, especially like being the focal point of your entire offense, sort of a James Harden type system too. Luca, like these guys are able to accumulate these numbers. That's not Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is a lot more like Jason Tatum, actually, who I think also has a 0% chance to win. So like these are like great players like Anthony Edwards can make first team all NBA this year. Like he really can. He's really good. Do I think he has like a chance? Do I think this is like the 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 long shot that is coming in that like you gotta buy right now? Absolutely not. And I think you're torching money. Same way I felt about Tyreek Hill MVP last week. How's that going? So just like I think this is like all smoke. What I what I don't think is smoke is Gobert to win Defensive Player of the Year and Chris Finch to win Coach of the Year. I think these are both very live bets that are not being priced like it right now. So Minnesota doesn't have the gaudy record yet because they haven't played that many games. They have four wins. They beat Denver. They beat Boston. You want more evidence that they maybe could be a really good team this year? Who else has done that? Like, you got the evidence. Cool. Can they be consistent? Maybe not. Man, you just you watch them play, and you can just you can see this playing out. Towns is an interesting piece. Like, what do they do with him? But there's, like, the parts are here to do something special. And if they win 50-plus games, and they have the number one defense in the league, which they have by four points per 100 possessions right now, they're so far ahead of number two through five, six games, it's outrageous. It's one of the reasons why I'm confidently saying this, is it's not just like, well, it's really close with five teams. It's not. And uh, and Gobert would be the beneficiary of that credit, as would McDaniels. Maybe they both make first-team all-defense. Gobert has gotten bet really aggressively to win Defensive Player of the Year the last three days, where he's gone from like 20 to 15 to 12 to basically almost the favorite right now. But the important thing to remember here is like Jaron Jackson Jr. is now like kind of a zero in this market. Memphis is terrible. Jaw's not coming back for a while. His defensive numbers are less good this year. Their team defense is not as good this year. And remember, team defensive efficiency is a really strong to predict. 
predictor, the, his sort of slow decline out of this market is going to start to ramp up a lot more as other players start to be good. Anthony Davis has gotten bet a lot. Lakers are like 11th in defense. Davis got hurt again last night. This is going to be a constant thing the entire season. You look at these other candidates. I love Evan Mobley. He would be, he's the player I bet before the year to win this award. I have a lot of Gobert in addition to Mobley now. So it's kind of me with those two, not going to the finish line, but like going into December, January probably in this market. And then coach of the year is really interesting real quick before we do the Canucks. Um, Missoula is getting bet a lot because the Celtics have had a lot of success. We we'll just remind people, and I think I have this number right, and if not, I'm close, and I think the point still stands. I believe the Celtics won 57 games last year, something like that. Mid-50s was their wins last year, with Missoula in his first year as head coach taking over for uh, for Ime Udoka. Now, Mike Brown won Coach of the Year instead because Mike Brown like improved the Kings like 900 million games last year. So even though Missoula won 57 games, which he did, and Nick, thanks for looking that up, He's getting bet a lot. So it's like, yeah, the Celtics are awesome. Like they're going to be the one seed almost certainly. They're so good. They're also going to win like 57 games again. And that does not produce a coach of the year winner like ever, like ever, ever. And he's the favorite. So you got a vulnerable favorite in that market too. There's a, a bunch of other coaches who can win. It doesn't have to be Finch. Just the idea that like he's being priced like he doesn't have a chance and like Rick Carlisle's a low price, and Nick Nurse is a low price, and Jamal Mosley's a low price. Magic, he'd never win in this award. Magic are going to win 50 games, really? What watching them? So, like, I just, it, there's going to be a reset here as the Timberwolves start winning more if they do, where Finch will become like second, third favorite in the market, probably. Um, like that, but also, so it's funny, off the Timberwolves Celtics game, almost contrarian, everybody's saying Edwards MVP. And I'm like, no, 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 never. I actually want these two other things instead, but the Timberwolves are a very interesting team, I think, going forward. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a terrific football Tuesday. We'll get to the Vancouver Canucks in just a second. Just like, you know, did we need, did I need 18 push notifications about Anthony Davis's <laughs> groin last night in like three minutes? Yeah. I've never seen anything like this. Like, like all like 18 people tweeting about Anthony Davis's groin, like in real time. It's like enough, everybody. Enough about Anthony but it was Davis a spasm. and his groin. I'm good. Yeah. It was a spasm, Nick, just so you know. When I read things like that, like groin spasm, like I actually have to like cross my legs. I'm like, this actually like hurts me. It's like to read this. It actually makes me feel physically uncomfortable. Uh, what do you have for us here, Ken, on the Vancouver Canucks who remain a wagon, slamming the Edmonton Oilers last night to the degree that the Oilers waving goalie Jack Campbell today. Vancouver obviously remains awesome. Yeah, and, and I, this isn't, if you're listening to the show, this should not be the first time you hear about this. Uh, you're, you'll see all the markets crashing around Vancouver because they're amazing. We did a segment on this like a week ago where we did an entire segment to open the show about the Vancouver Canucks and how I thought they could be amazing and how they have all these players in these markets that are really interesting. And you brought this up off the air yesterday, Nick, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN, who does these occasional NHL awards polls. I wasn't expecting one this early uh, in terms of his thoughts on the awards markets. The Canucks almost clean sweeping like all of the award markets, which speaks to how good they've been so far and maybe like the lack of other contenders in some of the markets too. So the markets that are impacted by the Canucks being really good. Same thing with the Timberwolves, right? Is it Edwards? Is it Gobert? Is it Finch? Like, Who's impacted if the team's good? Could have the same conversation with the Canucks. Biggest potential impact, Quinn Hughes, obviously, to win the Norris. That's for the best defenseman for people who don't know. It's essentially the market has it priced as a two-player race between him and Kale McCarr. Hughes completely outpacing McCarr so far. But the idea is that McCarr is so good, like he could catch up at some point and he's really good and maybe make it a race. But like Quinn Hughes, a very very like big Norris favorite right now. Thatcher Demko, his price has been plummeting to win the Vesna. I've talked about this 15 times already. Hopefully someone was listening. He's not the favorite yet, but he's getting really close. 
for me, it's Ottinger and him and then the Grand Canyon and then everyone else. And guess what? Like the market doesn't have it priced like that right now. So it's those two guys going forward for me big time, uh, even with both how they played last night. Ottinger played really well, even though they lost. Uh, and then the other award market impacted is the Adams Award that goes to coach of the year. Uh, Rick Tockett is the coach of the Canucks. You will see him now partly because of me as a really low-priced favorite in every market for this. Uh, he's not low-priced enough still. I just want to wait a couple more games to jam more money in because I've been doing it every day for like a week and a half. Um, there are other coaches who can win. Greg Cronin of the Ducks would be a good example. They're off to a great start. There are other coaches who can win, but Tockett is should be very out in front as the favorite for this award, and everyone's talking about him like that, which is what you want. So lots of Canucks awards markets. There's still meat left on the bone. There's just not as much as there was yesterday and two days ago and a week ago. So keep that in mind. But I think a lot of those things are good bets still. Uh, I also have a flyer on them because I'm insane to win the president's trophy, which I actually think is a reasonable accomplishment for them if they have all those great players. They were 50 to one. They're 43 to one, 40 to one. That's where I'm at. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll get to our remaining handicap of week number 10 of the National Football League. But we'll start things off coming up right after this. A visit with our good friend, Doug Kazarian, Nick and Ken. You better, you bet.